Playing the hits and your favorites of yesterday and today. Well, evening and welcome to a very special edition of the NMF Podcast with me, Dennis Devon. And tonight we talk to Tucker from the Ruby Tuesdays. But first, three songs are all back to back with this. You want me back, so now I'm crawling. I'm crawling back on my hands and my knees. You want me back, so now I'm crawling. Cause I'm a fool that can't resist that Crawling, I'm crawling back on my hands and my knees 
Playing the hits and your favorites of yesterday and today. This Carlo Youth and Over Your Head. Before that, we had the Baines and Like This Forever. Kicking all three songs in a row back to back with Tom Lumley, the Brave Laser, and Crawling. Coming up next after the break, it's Tucker from, of course, the Ruby Tuesdays. The best songs on the radio. This is my only favorite station. It's sale time at Beehead Clothing Glasgow. That's beehairclothing.co.uk with 50% off all kids' clothing. Just enter promo code KIDS50 at beehairclothing.co.uk. And remember, let's speak up and be heard. Beehead Clothing Glasgow. Beehairclothing.co.uk. Oh no! Little Timmy's got hold of a marker pen. My wall looks like a coloring book. What am I going to do? Flash! Clothing Glasgow. BeHairClothing.co.uk. 50% of kids' sale right now. Just go to BeHairClothing.co.uk and enter promo code KIDS50 at BeHairClothing.co.uk in association with the NMF podcast. This tempo's way too slow to tell you all there is to know. So I'm going to speed it up. Here we go. When you're holidaying in Rome but you want it to look like you're at home, Hive Active lights will come on at night to make your living room nice and bright. Or if you left work in a hurry and you're trying to save some money, Hive Active plugs let you turn your appliances off whilst you're having your ear chewed off by your boss. How about you're at a romantic dinner for two and you want to check your kids home by curfew? Hive sensors monitor your front door so they won't be sneaking home late anymore. Whew. Because with Hive you control your home from your phone, from your lights to your plugs to your sensors. See what else you can control at HiveHome.com. Hive products work with Hive Hub. Requires broadband. Tonight's programme is brought to you in association with Beehead Clothing Glasgow. That's beehairclothing.co.uk, the official sponsors of the Edinburgh Podcast with Dennis Devlin. Playing the hits and your favourites of yesterday and today. 10, 9, 8, 7, Six, five, four, three, two, one. Good evening and welcome to the NMF podcast in association with BeheadClothing.co.uk and a very warm good evening, Tucker from Costa Ruby Tuesdays. How are we doing, pal? Yeah, I'm right, mate. How are you? All right, mate, brand new, mate. It's good to have you on, mate. It's good to have you. How are you keeping? Yeah, all right. Same as everyone else, just trundling along, really. Ah, it's been a bit mental, isn't it? To say the least. A bit boring. <laughs> it's been straight, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> no, it's just itching to get back playing, to be fair. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I can imagine, mate. I mean, obviously, how's COVID, how's COVID impacted on you guys? It's been a bit of a weird one, to be fair. I mean, we've we've spent loads of time writing um, and we've got loads of new tunes ready and a, a, a pretty mint set list for when gigs kick back off. But um, but it's just been weird not seeing each other. Like our guitarist lives down in Bristol now um, and I think it's kind of taken its toll on that 
side of things. I think he's a bit comfortable down there, so um, we're uh, we're replacing him. <laughs> he just got a wee bit too comfortable in Bristol, eh? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's just it's just life in it. But we've got a new guitarist now, so we'll be announcing all that soon and got mint set list. Everything's looking really positive for the future. To be fair. Brilliant. I don't know how you can possibly get comfortable in Bristol. I've got to be honest with you. I'd rather be, <laughs> rather be up north any day. Yeah, there's too many mullets down there. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Mullets is quite a nice way to put it. I would have found other ways. But yeah, well, we'll go with mullets, Tucker. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Tucker, tell, tell, me, tell me how your musical journey began. Um, In terms of with the band. Yeah, um... with the band. Yeah. And yourself. A bit of yourself and your band. Yeah, well, I, I think it's a bit of a strange one, to be fair. I wasn't really into rock music too much when I was younger. Um, my dad was mad into it, and I sort of think my way of rebelling was to not be into it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I just listened to hip-hop until I was about 16, and then I, I, I had my window open in my bedroom, and someone was playing fucking Paranoid by Sabbath across the road, and it was like, Jesus Christ, what is that? So I ran downstairs and went to my dad, and like, What's that song that was doing, doing, doing? Is that our Sabbath? So started playing guitar when I was about 16 and then went down to London with my girlfriend um, and we went to the Satcher Gallery and watched Exhibitionism, the Rolling Stones um, exhibition. Wow. And at the very end of it, there's this live performance by him playing Satisfaction. And I was like, fucking hell, like, this is what I want to do. Do you know what I mean? So... Robbed Baird and Barnsey um, from another band and then got Matty him. I met him at college and we've just been grafting ever since, to be fair. But it was kind of weird. A lot of bands start when they're, you know, like 16, 15 and they kind of grow the sound together. Um, we started when we were 18, so we've only just found his feet now, really. Do you know what I mean? Wow, really? thing is, you wouldn't have thought that listening to music. It sounds so well-constructed and it sounds... Well, if I can say quite mature, you sound like a mature band. You know, you, if I'm honest, you think you've been around a long time. Yeah, well, I mean, it's been it's been five years now. Um, we we got rid of our back catalogue after we released Who You're Running From because we had it, it was a bit of a strange one finding our feet, really, because I was man into the stones when we first started. So everything was a bit more 60s esque, if that makes sense. It's the only way I can yeah. describe it. Um, but we've, we've, moved on to like a much more alternative rock route now um which is i think where it was always headed um but we've really found our sound now especially with this new material that's going to be coming out at the back end of the year wow it sounds exciting i'm guessing the name of the band has a uh, rolling stones inspiration <laughs> maybe yeah massively it's a bit of a regret now but uh, it's kind of <laughs> why why regret i think it's i don't know has... man i fucking i i love taking the hats of do you know what i mean because that's the whole it's where it all started for for the band was that exhibition that i went to and that was where our roots kind of laid was with the stones music but i don't know it's just i wish i mean it's become uh, a name in of itself now it, it represents us rather than them for me and for our audience as well. But I just don't really want to be associated with anyone else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. I mean, obviously, with our company, Ruby Tuesdays uh, is a, a curry night, you know, and a bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> so you can either be associated with, with Mick Jagger and his crew, or you could be associated with a, a couple of curries and a couple of drunken Glaswegians and a, and a bottle of wine. 
Yeah, both of them sound fucking good to me, Matt. <laughs> Sounds like a good night, doesn't it? Yeah, fully. <laughs> so the thing, guys, what, what what inspired you to get into music? What was your inspiration? Uh, I suppose it, it it really was just seeing that that um that exhibition. I mean, Barnsley, our guitarist, although he's leaving, I mean, it's a bit of a weird one. We, we've all sort of. The, the band's kind of grown together and our, our musical tastes have changed together and we've learned instruments together. Like when we started out, I'd only been playing guitar for about a year. Ben had only been drumming for about a year or two. Same with Matty on bass. The only one of us that really had like early our sort of musical roots was our guitarist Barnsley. I mean, his dad was in The Stiffs. I don't know if you've ever heard of them from Blackburn. They're a punk band back in the 70s. Yeah, yeah, actually, I do know actually them. Yeah, they travelled up to they done a wee gig in Cumbria way back in '79, I think it was. Yeah, so Strang is he's basically my second dad, really. Strang is Barnes's dad, the guitarist from the Stiff. So, I mean, his his musical journey, I guess, started when he was like able to hold the guitar, but I think the rest of us kind of flourished a bit later on. Well, you wouldn't think it honestly. I mean, to think that, let's say. Your your playing experience is, is quite short. You, you, it doesn't come across that way. You're a you're a well adversed, you know. And your music's fantastic. I have to say. I mean, it's it's just it's proper festival music. That you know, this is the kind of it's the kind of music you want to hear at a festival when it's pissing rain, you're in the mud, it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, appreciate that. Well, we've got like a bit of a punk edge really because yeah, all of us bar Barnsley are self taught. So I don't know what fucking notes I'm playing. I just know it sounds good. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, man, I play guitar, that's me all over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, it's, it's all about, for us especially, it's all about the live experience. Um, I mean, we, we played Newcastle. It's been a while since we've been able to play, obviously. But last time we played Newcastle, um, we got a message the day after from some lad going, uh, he said, cheers for last night with quality. Uh, I, sorry I missed the rest of the set. I ended up in A&E. Turns out he fucking broken his knee in the, in the mosh pits. Do you know what I mean? And that's that's what it's about what for us. What a night, mate! What a night, mate! That's a proper banging night, that. Exactly, and that's what it's about for us is, is the live experience, and we're, yeah. we're really working on this this set list because we, I mean, come July, we're all going to be living in the same area again. It's been three years since we've ever lived in the same area. I mean, I'm up in Leeds because if uh, I was studying here and I've just been staying here for the last year whilst COVID's happening. Um, Matty Arbeis has been in Nottingham because of uni, he's moving back and obviously Barnes is down in Bristol so I mean, for the entire time we've been a band we've not really been in the same room together for more than two days at a time Wow it, 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 Practising all of that is probably once over every three months I'd say Yeah, that's rough, that's hard work that's yeah, you're in your stripes there, absolutely. Absolutely in your stripes, putting it together. You know, for those who don't know you or your style of music, shame on them. Yeah, how fuck them. Yeah, exactly. Idiots, they'll soon get a lesson. <laughs> how, would you, how would you describe your, your musical style? I think it's punky rocky, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, I mean, there's especially a blues edge to it. I don't know, I'd, I would just categorise it as alternative rock. Um 
Yeah, the, the, there's elements of punk, alt rock, blues. I mean, the Stones are obviously thrown in there from an early point. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. It's one of them. You just gotta listen to it. Do you know what I mean? You, if you, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, fuck off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, show music. You know what I mean? It's not forced upon them. They don't have to listen to it. I, 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 honestly, no, they do. We're gonna make yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> get them sat in the room with the eyes pinned open and the ears pinned you won't yeah too right that's how it is but yeah no it's, Hot yeah, it's, orange it's, it's still it's still quite accessible like I mean I'm not one of, we don't play fucking indie rock I'm not about that I don't like playing up on the 12th fret all the time do you know what I mean yeah yeah, um, no, wearing wearing me. wearing Lord Doc Martens and fucking white socks it's not about that do you know what I mean <laughs> Do you know this? I know there's people listening there going, oh, I've got a pair of Doc Martens and a white sock, mate. <laughs> yeah, you fucking get them binned. Do, do you know what I mean? It's just, we're, we're not one of them where it's all about like having a fucking mullet and an haircut and taking medals. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's all about the fucking music, man. And it's, I don't know, the, the, the songs are angry and they get people going because it's all about the energy, but all of them are, are, are really meaningful as well, as soppy as that sounds like. We don't we don't write shit for the sake of it, you know, talking about how your heart's been broken and all that shit. It's yeah. about like our experiences and us lives and that. So what is your creative process? what is the process like in the studio for you guys? I mean obviously it's difficult enough as it is, but when you get here, what's the process like for laying down a track? Um, I mean we've been lucky recently. One of our mates has taken over a studio back in Blackburn. Um so we've been writing songs in there and instead of practicing we've been writing and demoing so we've nearly got a full demo album together but it's one of them one of us usually me will come with a riff or a melody and then we just build on it together but it, i don't know it's it's mm, usually I'd, I'd i'd write the backbone of a song and then we'd all build on it and arrange it i'd say yeah yeah I'm, it's, not, I'm, it's not that deep do you know what i mean we don't we don't think too too hard into it like oh you wrote this, I wrote that. It's like there's some songs where I've written them front to back in terms of like the skeleton of it, but it wouldn't be that song without all the rest of the boys' input, the rest of the boys playing. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah that's the problem with it. But I'm the same. I mean, I was sitting yesterday playing my, my guitar, try to play that Welcome to the Machine by Pink Floyd, but I liked the sound of it. Eh? So instead of letting it play that, I started writing something else. I just I thought, I like that sound, and that's how I got to where I was getting to. And I, completely something different so I, I get that it's nice that when it works like that yeah exactly and that well I, I think the main protocol with it all essentially is our drummer Bad. he's um, you know how people have yes men yeah he's a polar fucking opposite man he'd tell you everything <laughs> yeah. honestly he's a fuck off <laughs> yeah he'd tell you everything shit but it works because he <laughs> sifts through the shite to find the gold and he'll tell you if he don't like something he'll tell you and Hundred percent of the time, he's right. He'll tell you like, "Oh no, do it this way." I don't like that because he's got a proper keen ear for what makes a good tune. Um, and if he thinks it's not going to change the world and fucking people are going to like it, then it's not getting past him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, you need what? Sometimes you need someone like you know. Sometimes it's good if somebody just says, "No, mate, that's shit." Especially yeah, exactly. Exactly. Especially in today's pop world, this TV pop world, Tucker, where you just want a good someone just to go. Do you know what, mate? You shit. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bit mad to be fair, but no, yeah. 
we write our songs together, but if if there's something bad doesn't like, you'll know about it because he'll start drumming <laughs> with fucking one hand and tell you it's shite. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> can drum with it, you know what I like. <laughs> <laughs> it won't it's be like a in the band without him. To be fair, like he is the 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 glue that sticks it all together. Brilliant man, that sounds mental. Sounds like a, sounds like a great lad. Where's the most interesting venue you've ever performed? Mm. And why? Fucking hell. That's a difficult question, man. I mean, there's obviously been plenty of fucking dive, like, shitholes that we've played in, but I th- I'd say the best experience I've had in terms of humour-wise was uh, we we played at the Ferret in Preston, which is round our way. It's quite a well-known venue. Quality players. Yeah, staff play. there all meant love all of them. Um. And we played a gig there with two other bands. It's when we was first together. Um, and we we were supposed to be main support. And I, I was mates with this other band who was playing. And there was two of them had beef with each other, these two bands. And our mates band said, would you mind opening? Um, we think it would piss them off. And I was like, you know, he's my mate. And I'm like, yeah, go on then, we'll open. It don't bother me. So it's the same amount of time. So we played those set and got off and that and then those boys were supposed to have an half an hour slot um, before the, the headlining band do they had uh, a bit of beef with and it, it got to 30 minutes to carry on playing got to 45 minutes carried on playing got to 50 <laughs> minutes I'm like what the fuck is going on here so anyway, we're, outside. We're, we're outside um, me and Barnsley we're having a cig and there's windows in doors you know what I mean those windows in fucking door <laughs> and then uh, Stood having this cig, right? And this fucking mic stand flies past the window. I'm like, what the fuck's going on in there? So open door and a full-on riot is broken out between the <laughs> two bands, dropping the fuck out of each other. And the main band, it was like it was like mods versus indie with this. And the main band <laughs> were these indie lads and all the parents were there, obviously, because it was like, you know, indie wet. Do you know what I mean? Um, oh, they was all right. scrapping each other. And I'm I'm like shit. My my amp's on there. There's fucking pints flying everywhere. So I go up to get my amp, and one of the fucking dads of this indie band grabs me. He's like, "Listen, you, listen, like starts on me out. Fucking hell. Obviously, it all got shut down. But it was one of the funniest experiences I've ever, ever had. <laughs> and we're loaded. We're loaded up gear into the car, and they're still scrapping outside. We're just watching. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, the other ones you don't forget about. Yeah, the other ones and there was no one there either. Like it wasn't a busy gig or anything like that. It was almost <laughs> first starting. It was just entertaining, you know, stoned out your head watching two fucking bands fighting each other like <laughs> over exuberant indie dads. <laughs> yeah, in it. Jesus fucking Christ. Drive it micros down, you know what I mean? <laughs> the Stone Island Brigade. <laughs> oh, tell me about it fully. <laughs> if you could open a show for anyone, who would you like to open for? Who would be who would be great to open for? Um I mean past or present. That's a that's a really good question, man. I think I mean I'll give you two answers for this. Um, yeah. um Personally, I mean, I, I couldn't speak for the other boys. I know that Baird, our drummer, would love to open for Royal Blood. That'd be his, like, dream. Although he'd love to play St. James's Park down in fucking Newcastle as well. That's that's what he'd be wanting to do. But I think personally for me, like, right now, I'd love to play with Kid Capici. They're, they're my favourite band at the minute. Um, and it'd be a pleasure to play with them. Um, but if you're talking, you know, someone who's, like, 
massive. Uh, I probably say Sabbath, mate. Yeah, man. I think that that would be like they're, they're just the Godfathers, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? Aye. Yeah, that'd be a mental, that'd be a mental session and all, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, as long as Ozzy would stand up with his fucking Zimmer friend, do you know what I mean? Uh, listen, he wouldn't. He'd stand up, man. Eh? He, he, wouldn't know, <laughs> he wouldn't know if he was standing or sitting, walking or yeah, flying exactly. anyway. So. Exactly. But, I mean, I mean, they've done their farewell tour about six times, so you never know. He might be on the seventh <laughs> one. Listen, when I'm dead and gone, me, I'll get to heaven. They'll still be doing that tour. <laughs> exactly. And I'm in my fifties. <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, in terms of, like, a smaller act, not that they're small by any stretch of the imagination, but um, I'd love to play with Kid Capici. The the lads down from Brighton, I think they're meant yeah. me. Yeah, I like them. I like their music and all. Yeah, I mean, there's I, I could give you a list. It could go on. Fontaine's DC, the Blinders are great as well. There's loads that are, are sort of slightly smaller than obviously Sabbath that I'd love to play with. I mean, I think what it is is you want to you want to you want to be alongside someone. The your music, the audience is going to like their music as much as they like your music. You know, it's going to have the same. You know, you're complimenting each other. You know. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. You don't want them there just to be listening to Sabbath. Not that you're going to give a shit because you're there with Sabbath. But you, yeah, want yeah. you know, I mean, you still want them to go like, Do you know what? That was all right. That. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all no, right. I, I, know, I, I like that. I like. I'm one of them. Do you know what I mean? If I'm if I'm going down to a gig, I want to see the support band because half the time they are better. Yeah, they are. They, they want it more, don't they? There's more, you know. Sometimes, sometimes the major acts that are headlining are, are a little bit too well tuned to themselves and not to their audience. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. It's and it's a bit daunting sometimes for uh, for smaller bands, but but yeah, no, there's there's plenty that I'd, that I'd love to listen to and, and and go play with who were who were slightly smaller than Sabbath, but. What would be your dream arena or festival? If you could do any arena or any festival and not St. James's Park, it ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you're lucky bad as an ops on this call because it'd just all be about, <laughs> just all be about Newcastle. Honestly, I'll tell you that for nothing. Um, no, I, I tell you, I'd love to play uh, at Rovers back in Blackburn. I think that would be a great gig. Park. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, man. I'd be, it'd just be nice to fill it up. Um and to be able to play to people who are from where we're from. Yeah, that'd be amazing. What about a festival? What would be your ideal festival, past, present, or future? I mean, what would be a what would be a festival you think, yeah, that's for us. That's we want to rock that. See, I see you guys as ILO. I can see you guys at an ILO Eight festival in the seventies or something. Honestly, I just think you should fit right in. You yeah, know I I'll tell you where I'd love to play is on an introducing stage, but for some reason, we haven't been touched by BBC introducing in the entire time we've been a band, so... Oh, well, that's right, because when this goes out, I'm going to tag them in it. So I'm going to tag BBC Lanc- Radio Lancashire introducing, and I'm going to tag, tag BBC introducing full stop. Can't be having that, lads. That's not acceptable. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd, I mean? love to, I'd, love to, I'd love to be able to play introducing, because obviously you get, you get put forward by your local station, don't you? So... It'd be nice if, if we could get championed by them. But, um, but I mean, maybe our music just isn't to their taste. It's not for everyone, do you know what I mean? Not but... acceptable. Uh, it's, not acceptable. <laughs> it's not acceptable because, you know, 
you know, I, I, some music I don't like, but I still have them on the podcast because their music's important to for everything. Every person's music is important for the history of music. You know, your music has a part to play. So if they don't like it, then the BBC's they were to say, "Oh, it's not a cup of tea," then that would just sum the BBC up, and I don't think they like that. So I think we'll do a little bit of tagging. We'll get that one sorted. <laughs> yeah, nice one, man. No, it's not acceptable. Like BBC, maybe, maybe for next train, they might like the next one. Good, good. We'll get that sorted, all right? Okay, I guarantee you, we'll get, I'll get on to that as soon as I'm finishing this interview. <laughs> no, all right, I'll send them your track, mate. You know what I mean? So, have you any plans to tour? And, and if you have, where can we see you guys? Doing, um, it's all over a four-month period. Honestly, it's been a pain booking this tour. Um, for whatever reason, I mean, obviously, COVID's affected it all. Um, yeah. People wasn't answering their emails. Loads of dates were already booked. Loads of stuff are happening, but we're playing between uh, September and December. We're doing Hull, uh, Leeds, Blackburn, which is nearly sold out now. Wow. Uh, Newcastle, Bristol, and Liverpool. And then we're doing a secret debt at the very end of the tour, but that will not be announced just yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. You're certainly going to be travelling. You're certainly going to be busy. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man, I, I would have loved to have played Scotland, but I emailed every cunt in fucking venue and no one replied to me, so. <laughs> Typical, isn't it? Jokes. Yeah, what do you do? <laughs> I'll tell you what it is, the lobby, it's because they're all steaming. Don't forget, I mean, no offence, mate, Tucker, you know, in Scotland they've had the pub shut for so long and all, and that, that, that'll be draining their lives away. So now the pub's <laughs> open, there'll nobody be sober up there, they'll just be, they'll just be bodies scattered around the places. There'll be pubs who don't even know if they're open or shut. They'll just be there. Yeah, it <laughs> so, sounds like Blackburn, that, to be fair. <laughs> so don't worry. Somewhere along the line, someone's going to answer our phone and go, out. all right, how's it going? What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Email will be replied to in six months. Oh, emails? Sorry, I don't know about that. Either. I don't know if they're in emails in Glasgow. You know, I've got to be yeah, in Scotland. Have they got the internet there, yeah? Just throw them a brick. Just chuck them a brick <laughs> with a letter on it. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, that's one, man. Go hike it back. <laughs> Guys, have you got any merchandise? And have you any plans to do some merch? And if you have, let's get the links out now. Let's get people buying your merch. Um, I think we still do have some out. I think it's the Ruby Tuesdays um dot tm dot stores. We did it with Townsend Music. But if you Google, it's all over our socials. Um, but that was from the Rivers of Gold release last March. Yeah. Um, we've got plans to do some more merch come August which is when we're going to be releasing the next single, we're not sure which tune yet because we've got quite a few that we like so we're bringing it down to Gavin Monaghan Monaghan? I'm not sure how you say his last name Um, down at Magic Garden Studios we're going to be recording that in July releasing a new single in August or September Wow, looking forward to that. Again, this is a chance for you to thank anyone that's been involved, that's helped you, that you think deserves a, a, a little bit of a mention. This is their moment. If somebody like photographers or anyone like this is your chance to say, look, check these guys out, they've helped us. Yeah, nice one. Um, we've got you and Davis. Um, he's called Mannerism, his photography uh, page. He's been with us from pretty much day one, doing our photography. Um, he's quality. And then Damien Lee, who owns the Electric Church Club back in Blackburn, and um, he's always championed us. He's given us a place to 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 rehearse, place to play, free of charge. He's proper looked after us. So I mean, if anyone's 
a good guy in the music industry, it's him. Well, well done, Brent. I'll get out. And what's the best advice you've ever had? And from who? <sighs> I couldn't tell you who it's from, but I, I, I'd say the best advice I've ever had is just concentrate on the music. Yeah. Because there's enough bands out there who, I mean, they've got the air cuts and the flared jeans and all that, but do you know what I mean? But the, yeah. the songs are shite. Um, you can have every door open for you in the music industry, but if you if your music don't live up to scratch, then no one's going to listen to you. So, I mean, that's the piece of advice that I've been given that's really helped us and that I think could definitely help anyone else who's struggling is to just concentrate on music because the rest will come. Yeah. It's true, it's true. I couldn't get a better scene. Do you guys have any plans to collaborate with anybody? Mm, not really, man. I'm I'm a bit of a fucking... I'm too much of a control freak to collaborate with anyone. Yeah. Like, even with yeah. our songs, like, I, I, the boys will bring stuff down and if I if I can't be in control of it, yeah, it's not happening. It's, it's selfish as that sounds. <laughs> No, I, I don't yeah. think we could work with anyone. We can hardly work with each other, man, without cussing. You've got the drummer that tells everyone to fuck off. You didn't say they don't like any fucker. Oh, <laughs> Stay man, away. Honestly, if you came down to one of our rehearsal sessions, you'd think we'd fucking hate each other, but it works. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That volatility just creates fucking magic. Like Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac on crack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd help if our drummer didn't come down fucking half cut all the time, but that's how it is. <laughs> who's the joker in the park who, and who's the twat who's the one that'll write, write a cock and balls in your head <laughs> uh, there's always one in the tucker there's always one guy that you know if you have a few too many that thinks oh yeah I'm going to pull this little stunt you know what I mean there's always one that'll pull that stunt he'd have to be his drummer bad he's, he's just a... <laughs> I, knew it. I don't know man it's one of them like we're, we're all just knobheads do you know what I mean <laughs> we, we actually are all just knobheads but it works because because we've been nobbeds with each other for four years, so. <laughs> oh, brilliant, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine, you know what I mean? Right, I always do this. If you've listened to the podcast, you know, I always give you what's called my my guidance or my blessing. Now, this is where you have a chance to confess something. So if you could confess anything, right, given that I will decide if you get forgiven or not, what would you like to confess, and why should I? Why should I bless this and forgive you? Oh man, you should have given me some preparation for this. No, 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 no. no. What should? What should? What should I confess? I don't know, man. I'm a bit of a. Hmm. I can't imagine Tucker that you're a, that you're a, a goody two shoes. I mean, I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine you nicking your mum's food and all that, or. They can be bottle of vodka out of the cupboard when you were younger. Well, I mean, you can't, can't judge anyone for that, man. <laughs> Replacing it with water. Yeah, no, no, I've, I've been caught out from that a few times. Younger, to be fair, no, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I couldn't really give you that off the top of my head. If I think of something, I'll message you afterwards, and you can fucking text me about it. I can decide whether forgiveness should be granted. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, we had one guy on. I have to say, he ate his, his sister loved cookies. He ate the last cookie, but not just that, Tucker. He had the cheek to put a little bit of it back. I mean, how? <laughs> what the fuck? You know, either eat it, 
eat it. She said, don't eat my cookies. He ate them all and then put the last bit back. You know what I mean? Who was this? I can't say his name. He was forgiven and blessed, but, you know, I, I, think, I think that's taking the piss, putting it back in. No, I couldn't forgive him for that. There was no forgiveness for that. Yeah, Fez, I mean, I don't, I don't really have anything to uh, to, to spill of, of any... I, th- I think if you're going to eat someone's cookie, you might as well just eat the whole lot and then blag it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm too much of a fat bastard to share any of That's me, mate. I'd eat the whole lot. On, it? <laughs> That'd be me. <laughs> yeah, fully. How supportive of family and friends been with you? Yeah, massively, man. And, like, I mean, if, if they aren't, then they're not your mate, are they? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, no, like, our parents, I mean, especially in the early days, came to all our gigs. Um, but then as the music's kind of progressed to be a bit more aggressive, I think it's uh, maybe not really too too much for them. <laughs> I mean, you don't want your mum's fucking arm getting broken, do you? So, no, no, casually. <laughs> so, yeah, no, they're, they're all quality and really supportive. Um, but I think the most supportive out of anyone's each other, do you know what I mean? Like We always push each other to, to, to do the best that we can. Yeah, I like the sound of that. I like the sound of that. But on the surface, it won't really look like we're um, being that caring to each other because we should be blind and I mean, fucking swearing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, how do you see the music industry just now? And if you could change anything, what would you change? Do you, um, think, it's, do you think it's all right just now? Or do you think it's... Because I have a feeling that a lot of people feel the music industry is taking the piss now a little bit. Yeah. It depends what you're in it for. If, if you're in it to try and make money, then... Um, fucking count your blessings because you need to move on to something else, do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, I don't know, there seems to be a lot of gatekeeping but we've never really bothered with anything like that, any of the politics side of things. Um, I do think it's in tatters a little bit and you're having to pay fucking thousands of pounds for radio plugging because no cunt will listen to your emails, do you know what I mean? Right, uh, um, that's wrong. But but it's the same with anything. And like people whinge about Spotify, but we've had 200,000 streams on one of our tracks. And we wouldn't have had anywhere near that much exposure without something like Spotify. Yeah. So I mean, some double-edged sword. Yeah. It's a bit like social media. Now. I mean, next question is going to be, how do you feel social media has impacted on your band? And obviously, is it positive or negative? Or is it one of those you take it as it comes? It's a bit of both, man. It's it's the same with anything. Like there's positives and negatives. Um, it'd be nice to live in the seventies where you can wear your flares and your long hair and walk into a fucking office and say, "Here's our music," and the record executive will go, "Right, here's a million pounds." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But but like you've got to graft at it, and social media is a massive part of the world now, not just the industry. So, I mean, if if you're savvy with it and you work at it and you present yourselves in a certain way, then it's going to pay off. Um, I mean, I've got a graphic design degree, and that's what I do full-time because I'm self-employed doing it anyway. Um, so I can give the music the treatment that it deserves in terms of visually, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Whereas that's, yeah. That's, that is a massive downfall for a lot of bands is that they've got fucking quality music, but they present themselves as a fresh, young band that doesn't really have much experience in its shows. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Tucker, what do you do to your unwind? You know, when you're finished, you know, 
having your your ruckuses at, at the studio and all that, and then you finally get attracted. How do you unwind, mate? What, what, what's your what's your thing? Where's your go to? <laughs> mate, I never unwind. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm constantly just thinking about the the band or my work or do you know what I mean? I used to smoke until last year. That's that's how I used to unwind, and now my head just feels like it's going to pop all the time. So yeah, you're, you're just band headed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that, that's that's why it works is because we live and breathe it, and we care yeah. about it. I mean, I think that's part of the issue with the industry at the minute is there's too many cocks like the Hunter coming and singing about heartbreak and just being ambiguous about what they're talking about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just churning out the same shite all the time, and it it, it shows, which is why bands like. The Blinders or Kid Capici, um, bringing something fresh and new, and us, I'd like to say, um, where it's about the music more than anything else. It matters. Yeah, yeah, it does. I like that. Where do you see yourselves in five years? Where do you want to be in about five years? Fucking hell. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully selling a few more records. <laughs> yeah, you, you seem maybe just the kind of band that take a day, but you've got your feet on the ground, that's for sure. You seem to know how the industry is, how it works, you know, your expectations and and what to expect. And obviously, I suppose that's a bit unfair five years because we don't know what we're going to be doing in three months' time, to be honest. Yeah, true. It's one of them, like, a lot of people have gotten where they are because they play into the industry's bullshit, which is fair enough. But we're not like that, man, that... I mean, I'll take every opportunity that's given to us, but we don't give up integrity over it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Tucker, that's one of the best lines me. fucking chords over, over some shitey fucking lead guitar that's got mad amounts of chorus and reverb over it for the sake of some fucking record sales for some industry cunt. Do you know what I mean? It just yeah. it doesn't interest any of us. Um, Tucker, that's one of the best lines, mate. That's one of the best responses I've had, mate. That is bang, bang on, mate. It's just how it is, though, isn't it? Like, I mean, fair play to anyone else. It's, it's just not our thing. Like, I won't judge anyone else for it, but we're not we're not about that. We're about the music. No, no, you're not judgmental. I, I, I get that, and you know, like I said, it's one of the best things I've heard. Best response I've had to that question. You know, uh, like I say, you're better level-headed. You know the crack. You know what you know what to expect. And I suppose you 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 would say you get out what you put in, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, and I'm looking forward to having the opportunity come July for all of us to actually be able to put the time in because, I mean, we have put the time in in terms of writing and rehearsing and recording as and when we could have, but, I mean, you've seen what we've done without being able to be with each other. We've charted in the vinyl charts, we've got 200,000 streams, all this, like, selling out venues and that, and that's all, like, sporadic rehearsals, sporadic writing, not being with each other, but come July, I think it'll be a different story. So hopefully this year coming is going to be a big one for us. Yeah, it sounds it. I always ask it, CD, digital or vinyl? Vinyl for me. Yes. It's expensive though, isn't it? It's getting really pricey, isn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, we, we did Rivers of Gold um, as a vinyl release before we released it on any digital platforms. Um, and we accompanied it with this Magazine, like, well, zine, I should call it rather than a magazine because it's smaller and less. But it's just like a visual aid so that someone could sit down and actually appreciate the music and take the time to listen to it and to, like, really delve into the song. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, where can you get hold of Rivers of Gold, Tucker? Where can I get it? Um, on Townsend Music, I think there's still a, a few copies. Um, right. But yeah, I, I mean, I love vinyl, but I, it's the same as anything. There's pros and cons, as we were saying. Like, it's, it is expensive to buy wax, but I think if you, if you set the time aside to actually listen to the music and because you've got to load it up and get it out of the sleeve and get the track to the right. Do you know what I mean? You're taking the yeah. time to really concentrate on the music and it's it's a nice sort of... Um, it's a nice feeling, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. But that's just that side of things. I mean, I do love digital. Um, it's obviously really easily accessible and it gives smaller artists a lot of opportunity. As much as everyone whinges about... Um, oh, they don't pay you enough, all this shit. It's just the way the industry is now. Like, the big artists make the money from merchandise and touring, whereas it used to be the other way around. They make the money from the record sales and then they tour to promote the record. It's the other way around now. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is just how it is. People have to accept that. And if you don't yeah. accept it, you're going to get fucking left behind. Yeah. Do you have any... I work in a... Do you have any strange rituals or kind of like little things you do before you go on stage? Um, not really before. No, afterwards, what I usually do is I I put my guitar down and then I, I mean I'd probably be topless still. I'd walk outside and just sit down by myself and have a cig. But I mean, since I've quit smoking, I'm not sure how that's gonna pan out. Oh, <laughs> that's not gonna last, mate. You know that, don't you? Yeah, I know. You know that first yeah. big gig you do, you're gonna step out there, mate. You're gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be mind blowing, mate. The, the emotion of it because it's your first gig back and all that, you know. People are gonna go mental for it, and it's gonna hit you. And you're just gonna after it, you're just gonna walk out there, mate. With your beer, tap half, sit down, light that fag up, mate. And you're gonna be go. Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to the first gig because it's gonna be in Hull. Um... Uh, a, a, a little venue called Dive. That one's nearly sold out as well, to be fair. It's only like a 60, 70 cap. Um, and that's going to be quality. I, I love the gigs where it's really intimate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because that way yeah, everyone's smacking into each other and bouncing off the walls. Like You get such an atmosphere, don't you? You feel electricity, don't you? And it chat. Obviously, if, you, if they're feeling it, you're feeling it as well because they're responding to you, you're going to respond to them, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. But even even when there's not loads of people there, I mean, we played a gig in Manchester, it must be like three or four years ago now, and there must have been four people in the crowd um, that, that wasn't with us already. And we played the gig like we were playing to 400 people, and every single person that was there, all these people that wandered in, these, these few people, they came over to the merch, but afterwards they bought one of every T-shirt we have, one of, one of every CD we have, do you know what I mean? Because... It's, it's not about the amount of people there. Obviously, it's banging when it, it is full, and we're lucky enough to have worked to a point where venues are filling up for us now. Um, but regardless of that, it's like even if there's 10,000 or 10 people there, you've got to give them the same show that you would for. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I like that. Well said again. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is just now. You know, we've come out of COVID. We're looking to the future. We're hoping that, that Fat Boy doesn't shut us all down again because it will just destroy the music industry. <sighs> yeah, it, it's, I'm, I'm really surprised there's no underground gigs happening when it all first kicked off, to be fair. Um, I know the Mafia. The Mafia was doing, doing prohibition, selling alcohol and booze. I mean, who, didn't, I can't believe that nobody came up with an idea. Prohibition, call it... Call it the Prohibition Tour. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, no, it doesn't re- social media, everything gets shut down nowadays, doesn't it? Yeah, that's it, man. Just secret little venues everywhere, man. Just everybody just getting pure smashed and that. Some of the Italian guy running the business. Tell <laughs> 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 you, hey, man, you want some tickets, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's it's been interesting to see the reaction that the music industry's had. Um, a lot of artists have thrived during it, and a lot of artists have. I mean. Sadly, fucking loads of our mates, bands from back home, and things have changed. You know what I mean? People have left. Yeah. Um, but that's just how it is. And like, I mean, the tunes that we're writing now were a direct reaction and result of everything that's happened. I mean, this this one that we're writing, I'm hoping will be the next single, but we'll see what the rest of the boys say because I think they might prefer some of the other tunes. But we've written one called "Man of the People." Which is all about fucking Boris Johnson and how much of a cunt he is. So I'd yeah, love for that. Like the sound of that. Yeah, well, we'll have a get hat. That'll get played on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, it's, I, I think I think it's going to come back with a boom, and I think guitar music's going to come back with a boom, especially in the, in, in the charts now. Because I think people are sick of hearing fucking little mix and that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We all like saw this corporation pop. You know what I mean? It does my head then. Yeah, there's too much of that, like fucking listening to Lewis Capaldi and that. Like, what is that? Do you know what I mean? I mean, what's the best riff you've ever heard? What, what is, is there a riff you ever hear and you think, fuck man, that's the best riff ever written? I think Satisfaction for me. I just think that epitomizes the entire rock genre for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's one of them, isn't it? You know, plus you know it when you should you hear it. And it kicks in, you know what it is, don't you? That, that's what makes a good riff. Yeah, exactly. And it's not even that heavy, but like it just just encapsulates everything about rock that's fucking pure and good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and you can use it in some badass movies and all, can't you? One <laughs> of them. Yeah, I mean, I can think about me Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I just thought when I heard that, I was thinking, yeah, yeah, that's a badass tune. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's the interesting thing about rock music is it goes hand in hand with with art and and film and TV. Do you, do you know what I mean? It does, I? Any other genre that, that really, like, has such a connection to other creative fields as rock does. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, way back in the 70s, there wasn't a movie made with it. You know, you needed it. Exactly. And it's, it's doing it now again. You know, most of your musics don't have all... A lot of movies now, they don't so much John Williams. It's a good, good band track from a good band. You know, that'll... That'll sell the movie. Exactly. I I think the industry needs to do rock music justice again. I'd love to do what they did back in 79 in America and take up fucking chart music in a massive pile yeah. and just burn it all. Just smash it. Yeah, exactly. It, it, anyway. it needs to change, man. And of course it, it does. And, and within the industry, it needs less people gatekeeping and more people just enjoying the music for what it is. So before we go, I always ask this all my guests. So you've done a smashing concert. You just had a proper one of them proper gigs in Las Vegas. You know, it's like a proper do. You're up in your room. You're coming down to meet the rest of the lads. You're all half cut waiting for you, and the elevator stops. Who would you most hate to be trapped with, and why? From our band. Anywhere, man. Just imagine who would you most. Who would be the least person you'd want to be stuck in the elevator with in, in history, life, anywhere? Fucking hell, that's a big question. 
See, for me, it'd be that Matt Hancock. See, if I was stuck in the elevator with that Matt Hancock, <laughs> I'd start pulling my fucking teeth out myself, honestly. I mean, I'd be like, listen, mate, stop talking, mate. You're making me pull my teeth out. And I'd be like, stop, stop. I'd, yeah, I'd be like, I'd be like Bruce what, Willis and Die Hard. think about, isn't it? It's like, who's the most irritating? You've been stuck in a, in, in a lift with someone. As long as they're not, like, too chatty and that, you could probably fucking sustain it. But it's just, who's the most irritating person? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, that George Galloway. Oh fuck, man! Jesus, fuck, man! His voice, his voice, his, his voice would give me piles. Eh? I'd start turning to Bruce Willis. and start trying to find tunnels. Yeah, fairs. Uh, I, I come off the top of my head. I'd probably say fucking Lewis Capaldi, man. <laughs> I know Lewis as well. <laughs> just like, just like, I don't know, man. He just tries too hard to be funny and that. I couldn't be asked being stuck in a lift. I'm I'm such an irrita- irritable fucking person. I'm such a cynic, like. We got stuck in a lift with some cunt like that trying to be funny. <laughs> blocking him. You know what I mean? You know, and you know he'd be pissed on fuck fast and all. Oh, yeah, mate. Just... <laughs> oh, yeah. Someone like that. Someone like that. They don't have to specifically be him, but you've put me on the spot there. Yeah, fucking stick him in the person, like, I just think he's a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he's not used to hearing that. You see, this big yeah. Louis says, "I'm mummy's for you." Yeah, very fucking sad, isn't it? <laughs> fucking brilliant, Tucker. <laughs> I'll not be getting him on the show. That's for sure. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's not my cup of tea either. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's what that's what happens when you get a five percent deal with your fucking record label, isn't it? It is, mate. It is. It is. Look, Chuck, it's been absolutely brilliant talking to you, mate. You know, I think you're a cracking guy and I think your music's brilliant. The band's fantastic. It's got a great future. Would you care to introduce your latest single? Oh, I mean, the most recent one we've had out is Land of the Free, which is out on yep. all streaming platforms, um, which was talking about everything that was happening in America and over here with the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, just trying to talk about... Uh, the politics of it all, do you know what I mean? And how bullshit it is that people still fucking hate each other in this day and age when we should all be directing our hatred towards the fucking big people at the top. Yeah, hallelujah to that. Right, Chuck, I introduce it, mate. Do I introduce it? Do I see you? Sorry, mate, my signal went then. <laughs> okay, Chuck, over to you. Introduce the latest single. Fuck it, I'll do it. <laughs> I'm Dennis Dell, and this is the Enemy Podcast. I've just spoke to Tucker, and this is their latest single. Enjoy the Ruby Tuesdays. Playing the hits and your favourites of yesterday and today. Yeah. 
We all agree We will struggle but we must try We may fall so we can fly high We have to fight, we may lose We all scar, we all bruise We suffer and we earn But we'll live and we'll learn Struggling's alright, just never give up the fight Let nothing strike you, I'll keep swinging every single time I know what it's like to wanna die inside Just keep those you love so close and hold them tight We'll ride through the darkest of nights Trust me when I say we'll be laughing round the other side Yeah, and we'll be laughing round the other side Try. We may fall so we can fly high We have to fight, we may lose We all scar, we all bruise We suffer and we yearn But we'll live and we'll learn We might not know it all right now, but that's fine Let's just breathe to the wall and take our time As long as we got each other for this kind I don't think I could ask for more in this life We all hurt, we all bleed We all mourn, we all grieve We will struggle but we must try We may fall so we can fly high We have to fight, we may lose Sometimes we live, sometimes we learn If you really feel this pressure, then you've really felt it burn Never know what's round the corner, so be careful taking turns And when we come together, that works better as what I've heard In this funny thing called life, I'm just hoping it goes right Cause the moment it goes left, you gotta pull it back and fight 2020, what a time, life's a book that you can write Make it count, free your mind, from the darkness to the light Cause we all hurt, we all bleed We'll struggle but we must try We may fall so we can fly high We have to fight, we We may lose We will scar, we will bruise We'll suffer, we are But we'll live and we learn We all hurt, we all bleed We all mourn, we all grieve We'll struggle Try, we may fall so we can fly high. We have to fight, we may lose. We all sky, we all bruise. We suffer, we are, but we'll live and we'll learn. Morris, it's ironic. You live and learn. Much more sexy tracks coming up.
UK, the official sponsors of the Edinburgh Podcast with Dennis Devlin. The best songs on the radio. This is my only favourite station. Well, the amazing vocal talents of Stuart Wolfenden and the man I want to be. Before that, of course, Joseph Morris featuring Ironic and We and kicking it all off, the brand new one from the Ruby Tuesdays. I'm Dennis Sterling, this NMF podcast, and I look forward to hearing you very soon. Playing the hits and your favourites of yesterday and today. Tonight's programme is brought to you in association with Beehead Clothing Glasgow. That's beheadclothing.co.uk, the official sponsors of the Edinburgh Podcast with Dennis Devlin. <laughs> 